Well, hello and good afternoon once again, ladies and gentlemen. This is the second stream of the day for Double Barrel Gaming. Obviously, earlier today at about a quarter after 10, uh, myself as well as Pong Soul streamed the announcement regarding the Nintendo uh, Switch OLED edition. Um, and obviously, that was a fun 40 minute stream. If you missed it, that is on video on demand that you can check out after this uh, Xbox Factor podcast. We have a lot to cover, folks. Uh, lots of big news. Uh, and uh, and then towards the end of the show, folks, I'm going to be giving you the skinny, so to speak, of what I'll be doing this week. It's going to be a be very busy week. Uh, if you are not uh, not already subscribed to Double Barrel Gaming, I, of course, implore you to join the channel, sub the channel, uh, you're getting at least seven days worth of streams. I'm going to be covering the uh, state of play uh, in the evening on Thursday, as well as uh, an afternoon Xbox Factor podcast. And then we're going to talk about all the big announcements on Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom, which that's going to be a fantastic show. But let's get into the introduction so we can get right into today's show. And folks, we got a lot to cover. Let's start first with our guest. And of course, that is Mav. Now, you may know this gentleman. He has exploded on the scene with the Xbox Ultimate podcast on Friday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and quite frankly has taken over or taken the uh, the community by storm with positive uh, content that he does regularly. Mav, welcome, brother. Thanks for joining us. Hey, dude. Uh, thanks for letting me crash your uh, your show here. It's it's. It's gonna be fun. I, I know you just had the Nintendo stream, uh, so that was some interesting things that we just had hit us out of nowhere today. Uh, so that was fun, and plus we also got all these awesome topics. So it's it's amazing to be here with with Pong and Three Bit and Zimmy. We're gonna have a blast. So let, let's get to it. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. And certainly, uh, you know, the cog that keeps this show ru uh, running, and obviously he's probably cowering in the corner because Dead Space is on the screen. Zemi Games, what's up, brother? How you feeling? I'm so happy that you have the sound turned off. And I don't understand how you could play this game. Like, it, like uh, it, it's scary. Like, things popping out at you. Like, look at that demon on the screen. Uh -uh, <laughs> no way. Uh, but yeah. Oh, also, also, Matt, he reminded me before the show, beard update, it's coming back, guys. It's I see it. Back. It's, I it's see finally it. making its return. Uh, good, I missed good it. Good on you. Good on you. I yeah. hate beards, so that's why I never wear them. <laughs> uh, but good on you that you uh, lost your beard on a bed, and now it's back, and you're good. But thanks so much for being here, brother. Yeah. Uh, yes, this game is terrifying. I, I gotta admit, uh, there were some jump scares that got me, even though I beat this game. This will now be the fourth time I'm beating Dead Space. And uh, I, you know what's crazy? I have so many new games to play, and I just can't put this down. And Quick Resume works with this. I had a power outage, uh, and the game was still working with Quick Resume. It's the craziest, craziest thing. Uh, but, you know, but Pong So, what's up, brother? Welcome back. Obviously, you hung out with me for 40 minutes earlier today, and yeah. you're back for seconds. Thanks for joining us, dude. Absolutely, of course. Boom. No better place to be on a Tuesday than with my brothers here. And, of course, we've got my brother from another Mav on today, so it's extra, extra special. Got the news this morning about Nintendo. we got great topics about Xbox, so, again, just ramping up we had a nice long weekend uh yeah. with lots of family stuff so it's great to be back in the seat again talking my favorite industry which is the video game industry so awesome to be here boom uh so yeah let, let's get down to it 
Yes, and last and no, and no, no uh, way least, uh, 3-Bit, uh, obviously he's recently joined the Tuesday edition. 3-Bit, thanks for joining us, brother. How are you? And has your dog officially calmed down? <laughs> yeah, he's calming down a bit. He was like running around. I don't know what he, what he took, but it's good to be on the, the panel with everybody, of course, Pong and, and Zemi. I'm glad you, your beard is coming back and, and uh, Mav. <laughs> it's always fun to be on the show with you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to what we got on. We got some good topics. So Yeah, you know what? Well, it's, it's great to have you a part of today's show. Uh, and we do have some, you know, pretty decent sized topics, considering that it has been um you know relatively light on news but you know what i want to open up with some spiciness now we don't have you know four or five hundred people in here and i and i kind of want to just I, I i need to get this out of the way because this is a topic that's been hot and what am i talking about well last week we had a specific uh indie developer basically go on a public rant regarding the way he has been treated by sony proper SIE PlayStation. Uh, and uh, what we saw was some real dirty laundry that was aired in a big way. Now, I did see some pushback on the guy of many people. And again, it, I don't know who in the community would try and poo-poo this kind of information, because if you're an indie developer, uh, you got to understand that you are probably scraping the bottom of the barrel to pay yourself, to pay your employees, to get this game out. And you know, we have heard on many occasions that uh, Xbox or ID at Xbox, which is run by Chris Charla, uh, welcomes in these studios with open arms. They give them ever, every opportunity to succeed. Whereas uh, we have heard horror stories be brought out to light of what's been going on at Sony. Now, what's interesting about this conversation is prior to Sony's 2017, 2018, 2020, and even you know 2021 regarding their first party output, indies were important to Sony, but that does not seem to be the case anymore. Uh, we know that they are putting a significant amount of backing and funding towards the AAA bombs that they are, are known for. And uh, if you're not first party or 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 locked in, or you know, use uh, you know, we've heard Terra Tactics, the term being used by Sony to lock in these deals, not to work with Microsoft. If you're an indie developer, well, you're kind of left holding the bag, so to speak. So the question that is that I'm going to bear for today's show is with the confirmation of not just this developer, we saw several developers from the industry actually confirm that, yes, these tactics are going on at Sony. The question that I want to bring to the chat, the question I want to bring to this uh, incredible panel of, you know, industry and, and or community icons, in my opinion, is will this uh, news push new indie developers towards Xbox, even potentially uh, Nintendo, which they do very well on. Now, they, it's funny because one of the developers, and again, I don't want to mention names because I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I don't want to do that. I'm going to say Indie Developer X basically said they showed a pie chart of what where they make their most money. Um, and uh, PlayStation was shown at a meager 3%. 
whereas Xbox and Nintendo were shown at extremely high percentiles, meaning that even though Sony is the market leader, they are not by any by any stretch of the truth the place where you want to put your indies. Now it's interesting that we've seen so many, like Kina, for instance. Why did they choose Sony over a Microsoft? Well, you know what? Uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It's one of my most anticipated indie games. Yes, it's a year exclusive. Yes, it will be coming to Xbox. But Sony is getting it first. But that is something that I personally think is going to be changing. Now, Pong, I have to go to you because we were talking privately regarding this. And I think that the, the, the changing of the guard could be happening in front of us when it comes to Sony getting these very artistic indies that they're known for simply because of what happened over the weekend. Now, is this something that you agree with? Could this um, negative news come back to logistically hurt Sony in the indie community moving forward? Well, there's always a chance, Boom, that, that, that eventually... I that eventually you're going to have a buildup uh, of some negativity um, that, that would cause some indie developers to, uh, you know, second guess Sony uh, and maybe not go there first. I think we've already started seeing that a little bit. Um, again, we kind of talked about this at the end of the last show too. And I kind of gave my initial thoughts. It'd be interesting to know how long this has been going on for, because indie developers, uh, developers in general, let's just put it that way. A lot of people in the industry are, are fearful of speaking out, especially against a powerhouse like Sony, right? You don't want to be blacklisted. That That's like the worst case scenario, especially for the smaller devs. You don't want to have that happen. So it'd be really interesting to see time frame wise how long this has been going on for. If this is something recent, if this is part of the Jim Ryan era of, of cost-cutting moves where they just don't have the staff um, to take care of these indie devs, or if this is something that started prior to that, um, where where you know PlayStation may have started to focus more heavily um, on the bigger games and kind of let the indies fall by the wayside a little bit. Uh, I, again, you know, it's a death by a thousand cuts. Um, you know, over time, we're starting to see those cracks in the armor. Uh, of Sony, because obviously the beginning of the PlayStation 4 era, uh, they were known as the indie console, right? That, that's yes. what they launched. A lot of the games, a lot of the launch games were indie devs, right? Um, and smaller games, and that was kind of a big deal for them. And then Xbox dropped the ball, uh, and then they came back with ID at Xbox uh, and really ramped up. Uh, you know, their indie support and promotion um, and really have kind of shown the way they've gone, gotten back to that summer of arcade kind of mentality when it came uh, to the indie devs and actually pushed it even further now. And we've definitely seen, um, you know, a lot of indie devs, if not exclusive to Microsoft, uh, you know, an Xbox like Tunic and, and, and 12 Minutes and all these kind of games that we're going to see first on, on Xbox. Uh, we have also seen a majority of the indie games come to Xbox along with the PlayStation. Now, PlayStation in particular has to be careful here because if people are willing at this point to speak out against the worldwide leader and we'll still call them the worldwide leader they have you know again every generation is different it's a fresh start but let, let's be real the mind share is still sony 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 when it comes to the worldwide markets that means that something big has to be kind of happening in the background to push these smaller devs forward to speak out and say hey this is not right 
this is not what we you know signed up for. We're not getting the support. They're asking us for this upfront money, um, which again, it, it's business. It is what it is. But they're asking us for this upfront money. But we're not we're not getting anything behind the scenes either. We're not getting any help. Uh, they're not promoting our games. It, you know, again, we kind of heard. Uh, through that conversation on Twitter, that if if Sony doesn't believe that you are going to be a big hit, then they don't necessarily care about you as much, right? They give priority. They basically uh, put you on the pay no mind list, is what you're saying. Cor correct, and they kind of bury your game, and it's kind of hard to find your game. Um, you know, so again, is it going to be a complete role reversal? I don't think so because I don't think that indie devs necessarily want to just ignore a whole platform like PlayStation. Uh, you asked about Kena Bridges Spirits. Obviously, that's a money deal, right? They can yeah. still spread around the money on the bigger. Again, if they think that you have a hit game, they're going to give you that support. They might even drop off a bag of cash to say, hey, we want you exclusive for a time frame. So that part is not going to die off. And I don't think Sony is is trying to kill off their indie scene by any stretch of the imagination. They have to realize how it's, how important indies are right now, especially the indie scene is just blowing up and is yeah. driving much of the industry in a lot of ways when it comes to innovation. So I don't think Sony's going to definitely do that, but they do have to be careful because if it's, you know, we, we saw one dev come out and say, you know, I don't, I don't like to do this. And he didn't come out and name them specifically, but he made it very obvious, uh, you know, right away. Uh, but then you saw a few other indie devs jump in and say, Hey, yep. No, we've kind of had this same experience. And once you get that kind of, you know, the, those voices starting to speak up and the more speak up, the more confidence people have to come out and say, Hey, this is wrong. We need to change this. That's when you have a problem on your hands. So I'm sure behind the scenes, I'm sure Sony's discussing it because I'm sure they, they couldn't totally ignore it. And they probably are trying to say, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. And maybe they'll try to beef up some of their support staff or whatever the case may be to try to help out a little bit here, try to calm and alleviate some of the fears that maybe some people are starting to feel. Again, Sony's not going anywhere. It's not doom and gloom by any stretch of the imagination. They'll probably fix it. But yes, they do have to be careful because after a while, this stuff can build up over time and it can cause a negative ripple effect where maybe the next time around, some of these indie devs, you know, approach Microsoft first, Xbox first and say, hey, you know, I want to put out this game. Yeah, I want it on all platforms. But, you know, you guys, I like working with you. So I'd like to give you first shot. You know, maybe we can get something done here. Do you want to see this on Game Pass first? Do you want to see it, you know, time exclusive first? You know, I'd rather put it here than over there uh, initially. And, and then later I'll, I'll, I'll give it over there, right? So I think that could definitely happen, especially this generation as we see Microsoft Xbox exploding, changing, you know, grabbing some of that mind share back. Game Pass is growing. It's definitely going to be a lot uh, it's going to be a lot better looking, a lot greener on the Xbox side, pun intended, for these indie devs when they are trying to decide, you know, where they want to go with their game. You know, it's I mean, you can't argue with anything that you said. I, again, I, I, I just because they're the current market leader Correct. does not give them a pass to be assholes. No, they can't uh, sit I, on their laurels. Yeah, <laughs> no, no sure. absolutely. You know what? Zemi, I'm interested to get your opinion, but I got to bring 3-Bit in because I have an, a specific question set up for him. 3-Bit, uh, you know, we, we know that you are a part of the industry. Yes, you have worked with some bigger studios, uh, some that we know, some we don't know. Uh, but from a smaller perspective, taking an indie look at uh, the situation, 
how does this how does this message make other indie teams feel when they when they find out that Sony is in fact still doing this? Because again, this is something that has might have been last has been going on for a while, and this said indie or indie why had en had enough already with it. Uh, if you are my my question to you very simply is if you are an indie developer and you hear this. And now you're starting to see other indie developers step up to the plate and say, yeah, this is actually happening, folks. Who do you go to first? Does that deter you from going to PlayStation, even though they are the market leader? That's a good question. I think in terms of why devs would go to Sony, it's it's to me, it's all about the power of the brand and also the audience. And, and yes, those those things pile up for for me. Um, but the mind share of Sony is so strong that people I've worked with at these big or small studios would complain about Sony, Sony's process of submitting these titles. Uh, I had big, big developer, oh, I won't name who they are, but big developer people who would complain about this. And I actually talked with Mav about this a while ago. I don't know if he remembers, but uh, complain about the process of submitting your game. And um, it, it's like the communication side of Sony isn't the best from what I've been hearing. Um, but it, it's just weird. People just try and, and deal with it because, hey, they uh, the audience on Sony's side is, is just uh, – there's just so many players, the potential players that you can bring to your uh, game. And it, it does suck that you're like, oh, you know, you have to sort of deal with it. But um, – for indie developers specifically, because that was your question, it, it does kind of suck for them because they're having a different issue of not being able to see their games on the store unless they pay $25,000 or whatever the the case for promotion of uh, spotlighting your game on the store, right? So yeah. they have an additional, additional problem of when you're trying to put your game out there, it's, it's already... A, a, a hassle with Sony of them not responding and their system is just, it's not good. I'm, I'm just being really honest here. Like the, the system of actually submitting your game is, is just, it needs some work. And Sony has admit, admitted this in different emails um, of said company, but they're not doing anything to fix it. So I, I think um, Submitting the pro the the game is already a, an issue, but on top of that, when if you're dealing with also having your game seen, um, is is kind of an even bigger issue, and then you tie all that up with the uh, indie developers who just want to get their game seen, and and um, and you already have a crazy GDK process, an SDK process of uh, putting your game on the platform. It just it just piles up. And it, it, it just kind of sucks. <laughs> um, but what I hope I, I hope uh, the Sony does in the future is um, not make it such of a, a, a hassle to contact them and also um, have it so the process of submitting your titles, you don't have to pay this huge amount. I know like uh, people keep saying like, oh, Xbox, you also have to pay uh, X amount on Xbox to be seen. Um, not really. Like, yes, you can uh, have different promotional uh, uh, deals on your page. Like with Ubisoft, I don't know if you remember, they had a thing 
where um, they were promoting, I guess it was Watch Dogs. Every character was like a pig for a, <laughs> for a second. Like all the games on their covers were pigs, and that was you know, on the Xbox page. Um, but they promote indies just for nothing sometimes. They just put them on the, the page like, hey, here you go. Um, sometimes the indie developers don't even know that their game is promoted on the spotlight page. So I would like wow. to see more of that yeah. um, on Sony's side as well. Just be like, hey, this is a good game. Um, we want to give you more spotlight uh, as you are a, a customer or, or uh, of the Sony brand. So here you go. Like we are promoting your game this month or, or something like that. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just another thing that um, Sony's is uh, working with right now. But um, I really wish I could say the specific stories to give to you guys, but I don't want to out anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, no, 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 uh, you, you gotta, you gotta be obviously, you know, I, I, I would use as much caution as possible simply because you know, sure. you're, you're, you're a young man and you have a, a tremendous future ahead of you. So you don't want to burn any bridges. I'm an old bastard. So no one cares what boom says. So I can be, uh, you know, I can say what I want. I'm, I, you know, this is not paying the rent, so I'm not worried about it. Uh, right, right. and I, and I will continue to be uh, as forthcoming as possible because yeah, so just because Sony is the market leader does not give them, uh, uh, any, uh, car blanche to you know to treat indies uh triple a developers or double a developers any different than each other uh and i think mm -hmm. that uh we're, what we're seeing here folks what we are witnessing here is maybe the bully is going to get punched in the face and i and when i say that i'm going to bring this right back to zemi games zemi listen i i i i understand that as a market leader uh you are entitled for uh, to certain things like, let's just say, for instance, someone wanting to put said game on said console simply because the reach is so long. And I get that. I absolutely get that. But at some point, when you're hearing people uh, with these horror stories regarding an email not being answered for three months, I find it to be preposterous at best. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's going to come a point where Sony is going to logistically have to do something because this is not going to go away. Uh, I think more and more of the indie community is, in fact, going to come out. They are going to say something. And Sony's Jim Ryan or Herman Hulsts, uh are going to have to address this. Now, yeah. maybe they don't address it. Maybe they, maybe they feel, well, right now our focus is on AAA developed $50 million games and of course, as announced today, which we're going to be talking on Breakfast with Boom, which will be joining us this Friday, mm -hmm. is Sony's uh, head of studios comes out and confirms that more HD versions slash director's cuts are coming, which means that Sony is going to try and beat us over the head uh, for uh, more money on the games that we would get uh, upgraded for free on Xbox. Yeah. And that is, again, it's going to be an, another uh conversation that we're going to be having but wh where do you where do you fall with the indie community being treated the way it's being treated yeah well first off my dog is squealing in the background so hopefully you guys don't hear that um, no. and if you do i apologize uh but i actually kind of want to touch on something that three bit said three bit mentioned uh xbox promoting indie games without you know uh, receiving payment from them you know for the extra marketing right and there's a big reason why xbox would want to do that and the reason is is that you know, through ID at Xbox, if I'm not mistaken, unless they've changed the numbers, Xbox gets 30% of uh, of revenue, right? Right. Um, Which we've heard I, they're going to lower. 
Yeah, yeah, I've, I, yeah, I've, I've heard those rumors as well. And so I would imagine that PlayStation probably receives, you know, a similar percentage. And yeah. so I can kind of understand Sony's perspective here. If, if a game, uh, you know, especially a smaller indie game that's not going to create a lot of profit for them, there's not really a whole lot of reasons why they would want to dedicate the amount of resources to those really small indie games that just ultimately is not going to make a lot of sales because then they're not going to make a lot of money. Right. And at the end of the day, it's a business. I get that. Um, that doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with their strategy here, but I can at least somewhat, you know, understand, I guess, the 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 idea around why they're doing what they're doing. Um, I, I read the article from Push Square uh, and, and it was an extremely well written, detailed article covering this uh, with with several quotes from. Uh, developers and so on and so forth. And, and what it kind of seems like to me, my takeaway from reading the article was that the, the primary two things that developers are very, very upset with is their uh, Sony's communication with yes. you know the different managers that you know they have if they even have a manager right because uh, if I'm not mistaken some of the developers uh, don't even have a manager that they can directly go and talk to uh, and then it's also the back end um, you know of of how to actually get their games on there patch their games request marketing support so on and so forth um, is the two major issues that developers are having with Sony right now. And I think a lot of that really comes down to um, them, you know, cutting their budgets or, or just never really, ex you know, growing and expanding their budgets to, you know, have more support for these indie uh, studios to have more people sitting in chairs, answering emails, so on and so forth. And for the back end, I think it really, really shows just the difference between Xbox and 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 PlayStation and and something that we've kind of seen little little signs of throughout the years, and that is Sony's you know inability or or you know not you know non action for actually improving their service. How long did it take them to to add the ability to change your name on on PlayStation Now? Almost yeah. forever. And, yes. and we've also seen several instances where people's personal financial information gets leaked out um, and, and a lot of, of, of problems with just overall how Sony sets up their, their you know, infrastructure, right? Um, and I think that that just kind of harkens back to what we're seeing here. It's not just on, you know, the front end for us users experiencing these uh, issues, uh, but it's also on the back end for these developers you know, who, who are trying to update their games, getting marketing support, you know, reading through that article, it, it, you know, apparently Xbox has one portal that you go to, to do patches, request marketing, all of, you know, the, the publishing work that a developer will have to do. Nintendo has uh, two portals, one, you know, for uh, doing patches, one for everything else. And, and from the sounds of it, PlayStation has multiple portals where you have to jump back and forth to each portal to, uh, to, to do, you know, just to add in a patch and, um, uh, it, it's super complicated, and and I think one developer mentioned how they had internal documents on how to actually um, do different functions in in Sony's backend, right? Which is ridiculous. So you know, I, it also sounds like Sony is very very much aware uh, of of the complaints and and that this has been a problem, uh, and and they're also looking to fix it, and and I'm sure that they will, and so on and so forth. Um, but I think the overall question is, is, you know, what are the repercussions that Sony may face? And, 
you know, I, I think it's easy to realize that developers do talk to each other. Um, yep. You know, they owners sure of companies do talk to each other. And so, you know, a lot of them are aware of these practices that, that are happening. And I don't think that this is going to, you know, directly hit Sony extremely, extremely hard because it sounds like a lot of these games really aren't performing, um, you know, in sales numbers very high anyway. And the ones that are probably performing better are probably getting better support from Sony. Um, so I don't think it's going to hit them huge financially, but I think that we could potentially see less indie exclusives on PlayStation and maybe potentially more on Xbox. But I, you know, I, I think it, it really could go both ways. I mean, Sony is the market leader. They currently have more consoles, even PS5s. They have sold more PS, uh, PS5s out, you know, today. That doesn't 100% mean that they're the better company for an indie studio to go to, but 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 it is impressive numbers. So I don't know if it's really going to to hit them very very hard, and we're going to see a lot of indie developers pull away from them. But it most certainly could cause some of them to do it, um, or just view you know them spending their time and marketing towards Xbox players better uh, you know return on in their investment than marketing on PlayStation, right? Um, Overall, it's it's a bad situation, right? It's not good for the developers. It you know it sucks that Sony is doing this type of practice. I I understand it from some you know points of view because I mean it is a business. You're going to back the horse that's going to get you the most return on your money, right? Yeah. You know why are you going to promote a game that's only going to sell twenty thousand copies whenever you could promote uh, a game and, and that that's going to sell five hundred thousand you know copies, right? It's it's, it's math. It, you know it makes sense. You're going to back the horse that's going to get you the best return. Um, but I, I, I could see this definitely coming back and hurting Sony, not as dramatically. I don't think it's going to be the death of Sony or anything like that. And, and I think that they will look at these complaints and, and, and the public outcry, especially now, since we, the public know about it. Um, I think it's going to put even more pressure on Sony to, to, you know, change their policies to increase, hopefully their budget for, you know, the indie, you know, publishing side of, of whatever you know their their company and uh hopefully we see this you know get rectified and and, and fixed um but i don't think it's going to have huge you know ramifications on on sony as a company but I, I i think that they most certainly should fix it and they probably hopefully uh will at least here in the coming year or two well i mean listen i, I you my honest opinion is they won't because they're arrogant arrogant sony uh, this is this again. I, I don't know how much this is going to hurt them in the end, but you know what? I, I want to bring Mav into the conversation, but I want to bring I want you to attack this from a different perspective, one of which that involves Xbox Game Pass. Uh, there's something going on right now with that particular service when it comes to the indie community. We are seeing significant releases this year already on games that are going to get potentially millions more eyes and hands on said game. And when you factor in Sony treating the indie community the way they are, and then if you look over and how Microsoft is using ID at Xbox and Xbox Game Pass to, I mean, listen, even if, even if an indie developer Y doesn't get the front page, when they get announced into Xbox Game Pass, they are being blank they are blanketing 20 20 plus 25,000 plus uh subscribers that are going to get eyes and ears in their games i mean a perfect example the rainbow game right 
did anyone, would anyone that's outside of 10 years old and under play the rainbow game? Probably not. But even the developer themselves came out and says, we are in awe. Day, the day after that game released, 100,000 downloads, okay, from a game that no one would have bought, no one would have even looked at unless you were 10 and under. They had 100,000 downloads. That in itself, Mav, sets up the conversation is if you are Microsoft, because they have really been hitting on all cylinders and you are running the show, you are Chris Charler for, uh, for, for, for the next 10 minutes, do you use this bad press for Sony to your advantage to lure in more and more indie developers to ID at Xbox? They should, and I think they kind of are, and even if it's not intentional, right? Because it's just, it's out there, right? Like, right. It, like uh, people are seeing the attention that the indie games get, not even when they come out, but a lot of them, when they get announced that they're coming to Game Pass, the it's like this marketing thing where all of a sudden you have, even before the game comes out, you have a new level of anticipation from a lot of gamers about this game they're going to get to play. So it increases the visibility of a game even before it's released, right? So you're seeing games become high-profile releases that never would have been to begin with, right? Just because they were announced that it's going to be aimed at Game Pass, right? Um, Rift Breakers, a lot of people are talking about that now, right? Uh, that's one that's coming to Game Pass Day 1 that spread around Twitter like like Wildfire, right? Yeah. Um, uh, that's one that's coming. You know, Dark Alliance had a target put on its back, because it was coming into game because it hit game pass right like all of a sudden it's this big triple a game that the people are judging like like it's a triple a big time game when it's just an indie game you right. know what i mean um so that's has a, a little bit of a negative side where all of a sudden these indie games lower budget games are getting such attention that they're being weighed and judged against some of the biggest games out there um, but it also it is huge for these studios where they are selling so many more copies and also they have the visibility and game pass. So it gives such a uh, new opportunity. Now on the other side, you have this stuff come out uh, like about PlayStation and some of their practices and, and some of the systems they have in place to get their, their games on the system and, and some of the struggles that some of these indie devs are having. So does it have an effect? Yes. I think I think you would have to be naive to think it won't have some kind of an effect on decision making going forward for indie devs, right? It it it, ha it has to because it, it takes a lot for a indie dev that is trying to make a game to burn a bridge. Yes. You know, like game devs uh game studios do not want to burn bridges with the platform holders right they do not want to burn bridges with playstation they do not want to burn bridges with xbox they do not want to burn uh bridges with nintendo 
because they always want to have that opportunity to be able to release their games on that platform. If you if you if you burn a bridge, that takes that away. Everybody just so that's why you see all these game devs and studios are always like so politically correct with everything that they're they're trying to say when it comes to when it comes to that stuff. So for so for one of these studios and one of these devs to actually come out and and just blatantly state the things that people have been saying behind the scenes um, and tell their story um, is you have to take it seriously. Yeah. Because it, you got to think about it from that dev's perspective. How hard is that for them to actually come out and do that? It affects them potentially in a negative way to actually come out and say that stuff. Right. Um, Three bit probably wouldn't say some of that stuff. If he had a game that he was trying to, put on playstation right like it's just it, it i just couldn't it wouldn't be the right decision to do that unless you were actually that upset you know what i mean so it, it takes a lot to burn it to get one of these devs to burn a bridge so when you have that and these devs all talk like you guys said and you see this stuff on the on the other side like game pass oh uh this game's getting all this attention it's getting all this publicity it's getting all this marketing and it's just another like uh lower budget indie game right like it, it makes you it may maybe think about the possibilities of of what's on the other side right so th- that that's going to be something going forward i think i mean i definitely think you're on to something see me personally i don't really forget a lot yeah i'm getting older and yeah of course i take brain pills to make me remember everything because there's a lot <laughs> to remember when you do these uh when you do four shows a week and you're over 50 folks i'm getting old what can i say i am going to tell you this though one thing I don't forget is this is how you share games. And I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. If I'm Microsoft and their social media has been nothing short of spectacular, I turn around and do something like that. Now, I, I do, when, when, did, when, did, when would you release something like that? See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm going to be petty. I'm going to be the petty boomstick that some people love. Well, we just got an announcement that this Thursday, which of course Double Barrel Gaming will be covering post-show coverage of the of the PlayStation State of Play. You know when I do what 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 I do if they had something planned to say or if they wanted to kind of take the wind out of their sails, basically pull a Sony on a Sony Thursday afternoon, right before, like I don't know, twelve o'clock, maybe when the Xbox Factor Two goes live and they go out there and this is how you treat indie developers and they throw up all these indie games on the front page of xbox game pass or id at xbox and they make that public see that's what i would do that that, that that's that's how you make news uh are they going to do that probably not should yeah. they do it absolutely 100 i am well, going to say this i'm sorry go ahead no, I want to say, but you're speaking about this, and I just gotta say because what you're saying, like I'm just remembering something I had the pleasure of taking part with you, even though we didn't like the show, right? The Xbox had that whole big indie game show where they actually was all about highlighting all indies, indie yes. devs, and it was like four hours long, right? <laughs> like they're do- they're doing a lot. So you yes. just said like, hey, this is how we treat indie devs. They went way above and beyond there to bring the focus to the devs themselves yes. as well in that situation. So, 
I mean, listen, again, we, we, how, again, how I would handle is I would take, I would take this opportunity to stick it to Sony. You're, 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 right now, no one is doing it better than Xbox. That's, that's the end of the story. Say what you want about what they have coming out this year, which I think is much better than Sony. I mean, they really are going to be putting the screws to the industry with not just their first party. It's their second party, as well as the indie community, which they're showcasing. And we know a lot of them. Right. We know a lot of the big indies are going to get Xbox Game Pass day and date launches like Scorn, which I know Zemi can't wait to play like, you know, uh, Tunic, you know, like 12 minutes. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. So they are technically doing the indies just as I, I just would like Microsoft to take an opportunity to pull a Sony on a Sony. And I'm hoping that they do do something like that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but you know what? Only time is going to tell. But I do want to move on to topic number two, folks. And first of all, before we get there, i got to thank a couple of people. Outside of the near 300 people here, thank you for joining us. If you are new to the Xbox Factor podcast, if you're new to Double Barrel Gaming, please consider subscribing. Uh, if you are one of these uh, subscribers who are not getting the notifications and that's something that i'm personally battling right now uh i'm an indie uh, and i like like the indies with sony i have zero way of contacting anybody at youtube i have no handler i have no manager i have no emails i have phone no phone numbers so this morning at six something when i got up i put out three tweets uh and of course it was politically spoken correctly i didn't have a breakdown but it's frustrating because you know YouTube is packed with millions of incredible content creators, and it is very difficult at any given time to, uh, to uh, garner an audience that appreciates the work that goes in. There are so many YouTubers that just never find the traction and give up. Well, I'm not one of those people. I am very blessed with oh, you know, under 1,400 to 10K. And I'm not saying I was given it without doing the work. The work I, I put in, you guys and gals, you know that. I don't need to say that. But if you're not getting notifications, go to Twitter. Go to at MrBoomstickXL and retweet what I wrote. Favorite it. Write a message to, uh, to YouTube and let them know that, hey, man, we're not getting notifications. Why the F not? And, and, and help me that way, because obviously they're not going to respond. They never do. I I'm under 10 K and they can, I'm, I'm, I'm on the pain of mind list. Like many of the indie developers that are currently having the problems with Sony. And I may not ever get, uh, put on the pay mine list. Uh, but you know, with your help, if you can let them know that there is a problem, it will certainly for better. So than just me doing it by myself and falling onto deaf ears, but let's get on to topic. Number two. Now, this one is, I think, I wrote specifically because I knew Zemi was going to be a part of the show. I'm going to be talking about The Elder Scrolls VI. Uh, this is a game that uh, everyone, and I mean everyone who is a God Howard fan, have been asking for, have been patiently waiting for. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, and a lot of people didn't know this when I said this about a week ago, uh, Elder Scrolls V is 11 years old this year, folks. Uh, it's been 11 years since we got a proper Elder Scrolls. Now, the next number is Elder Scrolls VI. Uh, we have confirmation that it will, in fact, use the Creation Engine 2, which is powering Starfield, which is very exciting. But we have some information that is probably going to disappoint 
a lot of fans. Now, following the Xbox Bethesda E321 uh, showcase, Todd Howard uh, is now openly talking a little more regarding the Elder Scrolls VI, including confirming that the game will utilize the same engine as Starfield, which I said momentarily. But while sitting down with the Telegraph, Todd Howard, or God Howard to many people on this panel, praise be his talked name. About, <laughs> praise, talked praise, about, praise be his name. <laughs> talked about a plethora of topics, including that he originally uh, pitched the Indiana Jones way back in 2009. He also confirmed that the engine news about both upcoming games, uh, of course, which we just talked about, but he did say that the Elder Scrolls Six is, in his exact words, and I quote, still a long ways off. In fact, he confirmed to the interviewer at the Telegraph that it is currently only in the design phase. This is exact quote from God Howard. This is what he had to say. It's good to think of the Elder Scrolls Six as being in a design phase, but we are checking that tech. We he um said Howard. Now he continues on saying that the team is thinking in terms of is this going to handle the things that we want to do in this game? Pushing forward with development process is something that is going to take time. He added. Every game will have some new suites of technology. So Elder Scrolls 6 will have some additions to the creation engine 2 that the game is currently going to require to play. Now, listen, as disappointing as it is to learn that the Elder Scrolls 6 is at least, in my personal opinion, three years out, there's still the Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, and in 2021, it is releasing the new DLC called Blackwood. Now, that just released on June 1st. So if you are an uh, Elder Scrolls fan, that um, the ESO can be played single player. If you want to play by yourself, you can. I believe it's a little harder, but you can play it uh, if, you, if you don't want to wait another three years for the proper Elder Scrolls. But, uh, Zemi, I want to start with you first. Uh, hearing yes. that Elder Scrolls Six is only <clears throat> in the design phase... Uh, do you have any concerns of when uh, the project potentially is going to come out? And will it hurt fans who have been waiting for a proper single-player Elder Scrolls since November 11th, 2011? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, always whenever we, we hear... I mean, I, I, it's obviously this is not a delay, right? But it's right. very kind of similar to the right. idea of a delay. You know, any time that we ever hear that a game is not going to come out when we think it's going to come out or when we kind of expected it to, there's always going to be disappointment. And and I get that. I understand that. Um, but, you know, the same philosophy I, I use for Elder Scrolls is the same philosophy I use for, for all the games that I wish would already be out right now. Uh, you know, hashtag Hogwarts Legacy. Um, but um, <laughs> that, that being that I would rather it come out and, 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 and be the game that the developers initially envisioned it to be. Then, then come out be you know uh, a, a bug ridden mess like yeah. you know Mass Effect Andromeda, and then and then you know we see negative you know publicity, and and now we're worrying if we're ever going to get another Mass Effect, which fortunately we are going to get one. Um, 
But I, I, I want the game to be the best that it can be. Um, I get that they're doing Starfield first. Um, and then, of course, is going to come Elder Scrolls. I, I was kind of thinking that 2023 was like my, you know, uh, like in my picture, you know, of like when I thought that that game was going to come out. And it looks like it's probably going to be later than that. Um, but I have faith in, in, in Todd Howard and the Bethesda team. I have loved every single Elder Scrolls that I've ever played. I'm a huge fan. Um, I, I would probably go as far to say as I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a nut job when it comes to Elder Scrolls. And, um, you know, one thing that, that I really, really love about Todd Howard and, and Bethesda and their philosophy on creating games is that, you know, it's not like how some developers do, you know, like, you know, look at Ubisoft, how they treated Assassin, uh, Assassin's Creed all those years, a new iteration of the game every single year, or, you know, EA with their sports games. It's not like that. They do take long breaks in between uh, releases, and they kind of always have for, for Elder Scrolls. Mind you, it's never been an 11-year break, or, you know, what's probably going to be <laughs> around a 13 uh, or 14 year separation crazy, from, right? from releases. Yeah. Mind yeah. That, right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, Elder Scrolls fans are definitely used to waiting. Uh, we're not used to waiting this long, but we are used to waiting. Um, but one thing I really do enjoy about it is that looking at Elder Scrolls Morrowind, for instance, and then look at, uh, uh, Oblivion, right. Huge difference. I mean, major improvements in, in gameplay, graphics, everything, right. Um, level design, the, the technology that they use to make those two games widely different. Look at, you know, Oblivion to Skyrim, same exact thing. And, and I cannot wait until I get my hands on Elder Scrolls 6 because it's going to be like my, what I envisioned next gen was going to be whenever I bought, you know, into, um, you know, uh, you know, the new next gen consoles, I think uh, that's exactly what Bethesda is going to deliver um, whenever the next Elder Scrolls comes out. Uh, Starfield looks fantastic. Of course it yeah. does. I cannot wait to play that. And 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 that's going to tie me over really, really well for, for there not being another Elder Scrolls. You know, at least there's uh, at least there's Starfield. Right. Um, but but I, I'm very, very excited for 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 Elder Scrolls. I think it's going to really show what the Xbox hardware is capable to do. Uh, and, uh, and I think, you know, in a lot of ways, it's, it's, it's really going to kind of, you know, put Bethesda, you know, really back on the map. I think Starfield's going to do great numbers, but I think Elder Scrolls, uh, six is going to do incredibly, incredibly well. Um, so I can't wait. Um, but I will wait and I will patiently wait. And, and fortunately there's a lot of other amazing RPGs that are going to be coming out, especially on Xbox side. Right. Yeah. You know, we have all of these amazing developers. Um, you know, we, we also don't know when a is going to come out. It could come out maybe a year before Elder Scrolls six. Um, so we might get, you know, a little taste of that beforehand. Maybe not. Um, but, but of course we have fable, we have, um, the Hogwarts legacy game that's, you know, not Xbox exclusive, but there's a lot of RPGs that are in the pipeline. I'm a huge fan of that genre. And, uh, there's, there's a lot to chew on, um, until the next Elder Scrolls comes out. I mean, that, that, I mean, that's a fantastic, uh, point and, and one that I'm going to pass over to Pong. So Pong, listen, uh, 11 years since Elder Scrolls five proper, uh, launched on the Xbox 60 and recently on the uh, Samsung refrigerator, uh, which you can play <laughs> that game on. Uh, because Microsoft has positioned themselves as basically the kings of Western RPGs, and, and that's what it's shaping up to be. 
you know, when you when you have uh, you know um, Obsidian, when you when you have Bethesda, when you have uh, Playground making Fable, when you have uh, all these different teams uh, uh, in Exile, which is making not one but two AAA. RPG games running on the Unreal Engine 5, thanks to Phil Spencer. Uh, th- this is a game that could sit and bake properly, very similar to what uh, Zemi Games had to say. For you personally, do you feel the same that, hey, listen, if it comes out in 2024, 2025, eh, it's okay, because by then we'll ha- we will have our had our fill of Fable and Avow, two very big open-world RPGs that will fill the need and we will still have Starfield in front of us. Are you okay with waiting? Oh, of course I am. Of course. Uh, of course. Whatever God wants to do, he's allowed to do. So in my book. So, <laughs> so I will wait for his next creation uh, patiently. That's not a problem. Uh, Zemi brought up all the good points um, with this. Again, when we, I know a lot of people kind of, you know, flinch a little bit when they heard, well, it's still, it's still in the design phase, early development phase. Um, but we have to consider that the reason why this is happening is number one, they positioned Elder Scrolls online to fill the gaps. Now I know a lot of people yes. have trepidation about entering an MMO style game. And I get that uh, as somebody who played uh, Elder Scrolls online extensively on the PlayStation four, and again, the only reason why I'm not playing on Xbox is because they will not allow me to transfer my character over. So I've got uh, 300, oh, and 300 hours plus invested, and it sucks. So That's, that sucks. I play right. I play on Xbox, PlayStation, yep. and PC, and I have tons of money, tons of like equipment, everything yep. like that. And I wish it would all like transfer over. <sighs> it, 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 I can't believe it doesn't. I you mm-hmm. know I placed a call to customer service with Bethesda and complained about it because it's it's awful that you can't, especially with the money involved because I was a premium service member. Um, so I spent a lot of money there. But what I was going to say is for anybody who hasn't jumped into Elder Scrolls Online, I think the next gen, uh, Shizno asked in the uh, chat, and I believe the next gen uh, patch goes live this week on the 8th. Uh, so yes, there they've is been advertising no- the heck out of that. Yes. yes. And, and there's no better time to jump into it because like you said, Boom, you can play single player and it's actually not harder now they've actually done a lot of work. That's that. This is why I'm ESO glad you is, bring that up because yeah. you know something. I just re-downloaded it uh, Good. because I want to get into it. I'm a huge fan, but I'm not an MMO guy. You know, I mean, listen. I, when you produce four shows, I barely have enough time to game on my own, <laughs> let alone grab a crew and go play for four hours. I'm I'm not an MMO guy either. I'm a huge Elder Scrolls fan, and I think that that's a big reason why the game resonated and just connected with me so much, because I absolutely love it, uh, yeah. regardless of it being an MMO. But I, I liked what you're talking about, Pong, where they yep. you said that they've gone and done the yep. work, that if you want to travel the world single player, they've made it, given you the ability to do so and do so properly. I'm, yes. I'm glad you said that, because that's going to make me jump into it even sooner. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would I would highly recommend anybody that has that itch to go play an Elder Scrolls, go do it. Uh, it's well worth it. Um, even if you're not into buying all the expansions or whatever else, you might be pleasantly surprised by what you find. The content that they've added to it is unbelievable. Side quests, uh, everything. It, it, it feels like an Elder Scrolls game. Yes, you're going to see other players wandering around, and yes, you're still going to get that MMO kind of 
feel from it. However, if you never want to party up with anybody, if you just want to travel, do so, go do it. it, it it's a, it's an awesome, awesome experience. Uh, and I would highly recommend it to anybody, especially Elder Scrolls fans out there. So my point being is they kind of had that to fill in between knowing full well that they were going to do Starfield, right? And that's the reason why we don't have Elder Scrolls 6 now is because Starfield came next. And this was, you know, Todd Howard's been dreaming of this game for 25 years. And when God's dreaming of something for 25 years, you know it's going to be special, right? So so they are putting all their effort into this. Uh, it's, it's also important to realize that when he says something is early development, it's different from maybe another dev saying it's an early development or design phase, right? It's going to be a different process because they have, I can guarantee you, probably most of Elder Scrolls 6 already laid out and yes. planned out for what they want to do with it, where they want to go. Um, so I don't think that that is going to be... That's, that's not something that like they're just starting. They probably got, had this thing laid out for a long time. They probably already got a lot of the writing in and all that good stuff done. Now, the big deal is, is that Creation Engine 2, they are using Starfield um, as kind of the testing point. They are learning about Creation Engine 2 as they go along. For the first time, for people who don't know, for the first time in history uh, of Bethesda with the Creation Engine 2, they actually have a dedicated, uh, they have a dedicated uh, engineer uh, or engine uh, team that is just strictly working on the engine. Previously on the Creation Engine, they would pull people from the main team or from other teams to work out things uh, within the Creation Engine. They now have a fully dedicated team that that's all they do is making sure that they get all the updates and everything is right with the actual engine itself. So they're already ahead of their normal curve. They're going to be able to use everything that they learned through making Starfield and put that towards Elder Scrolls 6, which is going to speed up that process immensely. They're now going to have wow. hands-on extensive experience building within the creation engine two an entire triple a one of the biggest releases they possibly may have ever had in starfield when they go to work on uh elder scroll six and i'm sure there's going to be you know different mechanics they, they want to implement and i'm sure there's going to be different stuff but that's all going to be small fries compared to what they already did with starfield so that should speed up the development process as well and then like semi said we have so many other RPGs, open world style games coming. Now that Xbox has made all these acquisitions, has built a huge part of their portfolio around these experiences that I will patiently wait for Elder Scrolls 6. I don't care. I mean, yes, would I, if my dreams came true, could I have it out tomorrow right along Starfield? Of course, of course yeah, I would. I'd love would. it, yeah. of course. But at the end of the day, if I have to wait until 2025, knowing full well that that is going to be one magical experience when it does hit, like you were Unintended, talking Unintended, by the way, magic. Yeah, I like yeah, I like But I I just knowing all of that that makes the wait that much easier uh for me. So I don't have an issue with anything he said. Uh you know, I know people are always going to be disappointed whenever they're waiting on the next title, but there's plenty plenty of stuff for us to do in the meantime and right now i'm just looking forward to 11 11 22 when i get to go explore space and that is my next big focus and then i'll move on to saying god i can't really wait for elder scrolls 6 so uh that's where i'm at with it but i think there's uh, i think there's a lot to 
see uh, as far as what this team is doing right now that is going to lead to that bigger and better experience when Elder Scrolls 6 does hit. And I think the development time is definitely going to be quicker because of all the work they are doing right now and everything they are learning right now from Starfield on the new engine. I think that's just going to lead to a much, much better, quicker experience that we get to once Elder Scrolls 6 is ready to drop. Yeah, and I, I'm right there with you. Listen, I got to catch up with some of the Super Chats. First of all, we got a new cha channel member. Gerald Mack has rejoined the channel. Gerald, thank you so much for that. And I have to thank him multiple times because he dropped two more Super Chats. Uh, the first one is of $5. And he said, shout out to Mr. Boomstick in the Xbox Factor and the Xbox Factor po uh, podcast. All-star panel. Great day celebrating my 15th year anniversary. Well, congratulations, dude. Mrs. Boomstick and I just celebrated our 20th. 21st uh, wedding anniversary. So congratulations to you and the missus. That is awesome. Uh, and that's a, that's a big milestone. 15 years of anything is huge. Once again, brother, congratulations. R Lord Roughness, generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5. And says, Sony made fun. Uh, this is how you share games. Xbox should make fun, making lookalike fridges, trending on Twitter, and making R&B ads about all access. Yeah, that is pretty ridiculous, the R&B uh, uh, you know, ad that they did today. Very, again, love what they're doing with their social media team. Gerald Mack drops an additional $5. Super Chat says, with the new studio acquisitions for Sony, they will have to release those games on Xbox to recoup that money. Being messy, I know. Yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. They, they don't. They, Sony knows what they're doing, but I, I, look, all I can tell you is this. Big shout out to friend of this community, friend of myself, uh, Colt Eastwood. Last night, uh, he had... Um, uh, special special Nick from the uh, Xbox Era podcast, and uh, he said something that uh, was important to talk about because you know obviously I'm privy to some information that has not been made public. Uh, I cannot talk about it in the chance of getting someone in trouble, and I'm not going to do that. What I am going to say is I received some information regarding uh, potentially who is coming next to Xbox. I'm not going to talk about that right now. What I am going to tell you is that if you want to hear the skinny of what is potentially the next five studios joining Xbox Game Studios, I implore you to tune in Thursday to the Xbox Factor podcast uh, where we're going to be discussing that because uh, Special Nick, and I, I don't want to misquote it, so Punk Soul, please help me on this commercial. What were uh, Special Nick's exact words regarding uh, the uh, season of acquisitions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, pretty much you hit it, uh, you know, right on the head. Boom. Uh, again, when when Special Nick was on last night, again, I'm, I was still catching up on the entire show, but he had a cer certain section and he had uh, said that he had gone to uh, one of his most trusted sources, the one that he usually goes to. Uh, he, he had told him he was going to be on uh, Colt's show and, and said, hey, I'm going to be on XNC. Uh, is there anything that you can give me? Is there anything that I can say? Um, you know, cause special Nick always likes to drop little, little, uh, little pieces of candy around whenever he goes on a show, which is awesome of him. Um, and his, and his source came back and said, I'm, I can't give you anything specific to say right now, but he said, uh, he said that, uh, you can say that this is the season of acquisitions for Xbox. Okay. And we definitely should be, uh, hearing something soon, uh, like soon. 
So, yeah. uh, because we are at the uh, end of uh, the business uh, cycle. Um, and so you're in business. And so this is when announcements uh, are made. That's why we saw Sony do what they did uh, last week in announcing their three or uh, potentially three studio acquisitions too, for sure. Um, and that's why that's happening. And Xbox is going to be following suit here. So he said it is the season of acquisitions and we should be ready for it. So, yeah. Well, we and I talk privately. And uh, if what we, what, what you and I both know that was sent from my small connection is any is any truth. All I can say yeah, in the best b- boom voice possible, <laughs> my God, it is going yep. to be something <laughs> unbelievable. But let me just catch up on two other super chats. One of which nearly made me fall out of my chair because again, we don't. I don't do this for money. I do this for the love of the community and the industry. Gary Duddle, generous friend of the show, drops in what I'm uh, what I'm going to tell you right now is an incredible gross amount. I don't even feel I'm worthy of it. A $65 or $65 pound, uh, 65. Yeah. Pound super chat. Uh, he says, here is your 30% cut built in from YouTube. Now go and buy another SMTP server and send those damn notifications out. Yeah. You know what, dude, I, I wish I could pay more, uh, to be honest with you. I, I honestly don't know what's going on. I had this issue, uh, along with several of the smaller content creators last year around the same time. Now, I can't specifically say what the problem is. I don't know if, uh, I'm, you know, they're, they're, they're throttling these smaller uh, content creators. I, I Honestly, I can't say. I don't know. Uh, but if they are, that's messed up. Uh, but again, I'm going to try to do my damnedest to make sure that, and again, it's funny because I do more advertising just about anybody. I mean, you see me talk about, uh, whatever show I'm doing, I, I, I tweet about it. I put it on Facebook. I put it on TikTok now. I put it on Instagram. So I'm doing my due diligence. It's a shame that YouTube isn't doing theirs. It's very disheartening. And I would even say, dare say it's deflating to the little guy for sure. But thank you so much for that, Gary. That is extremely kind of you. And Dan the Man Cunningham drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, does anyone else see Boom as... The video game podcasting. Show them your support. Dude, that is, wow. What a what a compliment. I don't know if I have a big enough chin. I have a big enough head because he had a big <laughs> head. I certainly don't have a big enough bank account. So, Jay, if yeah, you're I was going to say, boom, if you got a garage full of cars, I'm coming to visit you. So <laughs> I have a, I have a shelf full of Amiibos. I don't know close. if that counts. It's close. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, but I do have some rare ones in there. So, hey, maybe Doritos reaches out to me and I can kickstart my, you know, he, uh, my, my, my next commercial, I don't he, know. He did say the Jay Leno of video games. So that makes sense. The Amiibo connection. Or the well, question. yeah, there you go. I, I definitely appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for that, brother. Super, super appreciate the compliment. Uh, Mav, let's get you in on the conversation. This is, this is one of those situations where in prior years, uh, Microsoft might have found themselves behind an eight ball. Uh, Because one of the biggest complaints from many people in the gaming industry, Xbox fans alike, has been the lack of games in the first party, uh, you know, triple A level um, coming out. But because we have a great idea of what's releasing in the next, you know, 
I would say 12, 24, even 36 months away, Microsoft can be bullish and take their time with these big AAA games, not rushing because other AAA games are going to be coming and uh, potentially launching before taking you know the pressure off said developer to release said game. What are your thoughts on the uh, the Elder Scrolls Six not releasing for potentially three years? Yeah, I, I, it's not surprising to me at all, just because that's what Todd Howard said years ago, right? So, back back when he announced Starfield, they also had that teaser trailer for Elder Scrolls, and they, he said it's a long way off. And then when they did interviews, then he said that's their next game after Starfield, right? right? Uh, because the way they do things is they have their like for their big tentpole single player RPG experiences. That's one at a time, right? Yeah. Unless they were to outsource it like they did with New Vegas to like with Obsidian, right? Um, but for those games, you know, you get one at a time and they take a long time to make. Then the other thing that he said specifically back then was that they were waiting for certain technology before they can make the game that he wants to make. So right. this has been the plan all along. They knew what was coming. And then if you go back into even some of those interviews when uh, I think it was an unfiltered when Ryan McCaffrey was asking Todd Howard about like, hey, are you excited about Do you know anything about the next gen consoles yet? Are you excited about it? Like he, and he went in to say yes. Like he's extremely excited about the future. And it seems specifically for knowing what he's going to be able to do with Starfield, but also more more for him, probably even Elder Scrolls Six, because this is the one that you know they once Skyrim created, which is probably their biggest success. Yeah, right. Um, as far as a single player RPG goes, uh, once once that was created, it was like okay, um, we're going to do Fallout again. Then they cho chose finally to tackle Starfield, which was a dream game for him. Right. Once they made that decision, it was decided then it was going to be a long wait for the next Elder Scrolls game. Right. right. So um, I think, you know, like you said, it, it all falls in line for getting the best possible experience, though, because that new tech, the, the, the next gen consoles, all of that stuff, they do have Starfield where they're developing it on. And then when Elder Scrolls comes out, that's going to be the with that experience behind them. And that team is going to move right on from Starfield right into Elder Scrolls, just like they did right after Fallout 4, right? Yeah. Going into Starfield. So um, I'm not surprised at all by it, just because that's what I've he, he said before. Um, but I know we all want Elder Scrolls. It's like, yeah. It, it, I'm not happy about it because I just love that franchise. Like Oblivion, for me, I, as 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 much as everybody loves Skyrim, Oblivion was my favorite. I agree. You know, Oblivion was. I would I would dare say that I agree with you. As much as I enjoyed Skyrim, and I put over 300 hours into that game, and I know yeah. that's that's small potatoes to many. So mm -hmm. I spent so much time playing Ob Oblivion, it was ridiculous. As a matter of fact, I still have the collector's edition with coin and, and cloth map. Sorry, Zem, you don't have that. But I have it, and I'm happy <laughs> to say that I do. I have a coin yeah. now. I do you have, have the horse armor? 
I do have the horse armor. As a matter of fact, I was one of the first people to buy oh, that horse armor. You're the one that started all this DLC yes, garbage. Boom, 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 I'm I'm super excited about Elder Scrolls. I it's gonna come at some point. A Xbox knew, already knew that when they were acquiring them, they had to know and had these kind of discussions. So, but they, again, like they don't need it right now. Yeah, like I they agree. have I Fable agree. coming. They have Avowed coming. Uh, they have whatever In Exile is working on. Yeah, they have whatever Compulsion is working on. Um, and who knows? There, there may even be more that we don't know. Obsidian is working on something that we have has not also been announced, other than about right. Um, in exile could in exile could potentially be working on another Fallout. Um, well, there were so supposedly the working on two AAA Unreal Engine five titles, right? And one of them, remember that tweet from in exile new. FPS yes. RPG. Yes. Right? Like, they're teasing something that they've been saying that they were so excited about. You know, and I, for me, just because knowing the history of In Exile, mm -hmm. um, where they come from, um, who started the studio, it would make sense to me personally for that excitement to be potentially coming from Fallout. I right? Agree. So... I think there's something there to that. It, with if you add up all of these RPGs, it is just still crazy to me. Like Xbox has Who in their games? stable, they have the forefathers <laughs> of Western RPGs making yes. their games now. They have the forefathers of first-person shooters making their games now. Like, and these are in Game Pass, so. It, we're going to be patient with that, and it's going to be uh, as amazing as I hope, um, I'm sure. And uh, I, I can't wait for it, even though it's going to be three years. But I, I don't want to say it, Boom. I, I don't want to say it, but just because I, I can imagine the ambition that's going to go into this game. Oh, yeah. Um, it could be maybe even four. You know what? I mean, listen, again, here's the thing. You, you, you know what? Even if it takes four years, I know that's disappointing. I know that's tremendously disappointing considering that we all admit that we want the next Oblivion slash Elder Scrolls. We all want that. But with that said, in those four years, I'm just going to name three games, right? And we don't know if we're getting all three of those games and then said four years, we might. But you're going to get a Fable, you're going to get an Avowed, and you got Starfield next year. That's a lot of RPGs. Well, and that's not even the, I mean, we're just talking Xbox. That's not even mentioning the potential yeah. of Dragon Age Four, maybe another Witcher, or like you know, I mean, yeah. like there's third yeah. party as well. So yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot to play. Uh, we're going to come to a point where I mean, I don't know about you folks, uh, I'm having a hard time keeping up with what I'm playing now, uh, and uh, it's only going to get worse. And that's a great problem. Uh, we went from Xbox has no games to what I just said, Xbox has too many games. Uh, and that is certainly, but three bit. I want to get your opinion from a developer's point of view, if you wouldn't mind tackling uh, tackling this from that point of view, simply because when you look at Xbox, you've heard us all say that right now they have a stable that is just nothing short of incredible. It is an incredible amount of games coming out. They don't have to rush 
the Elder Scrolls Six. They could take two years, three years, four years. But because they're mastering the technology behind Starfield right now as we speak, this game could come out in 24 months, 28 months, 30 months, because who is to say that they're not, you know, co-producing these games at the same time if you think they're only working on one game the team major main i would imagine that the main team is but there's got to be people working on the game at some uh, at some level what, what are your thoughts on that yeah i think the in, in terms of like the design phase when when he was talking about that uh or when, when uh, pong was kind of mentioning it it does uh depend on the studio um uh, it, but essentially, it seems like on their production pipeline, they're using Starfield as like a basis for Elder Scrolls, which could make sense as Starfield. There are probably these massive environments right, and interplanetary travel. So an engine that can handle a Skyrim on crack <laughs> can, can definitely handle Elder We're riding Scrolls. dragons, boys. We're riding yeah. dragons. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love it. God Howard, right? But yeah, I, I could right. see, I could see how it, it could be disappointing to hear for people who are expecting this game sooner. Uh, just know that when you're designing a game, uh, this process is probably the most important process out of the whole production pipeline. Like it, you're creating the whole outline in the design phase for what the game is supposed to be what the players are supposed to uh, experience and and this is a time you could can really experiment for what an elder scrolls game should slash could be um and i personally i love this stage because at this point the game isn't the audience's as a developer it is yours so once you release a product or, or your product to the world then it's no longer uh your baby right it's it's it, they are probably holding this close to their chest and, and it, it does uh it belongs to everyone once uh once you release it right but since starfield is slated to come out soon they can use starfield as a start with its massive environments and yes. whatever they learn from pushing that game in their new engine the creation engine they could go ahead and drop that tech onto elder scrolls once they finish the game and yes. um and and once i think uh Either you, Pong, or Mav, you guys mentioned they have a dedicated team to uh, pushing the the envelope for the creation engine. As in the past, it would have to take some people off, and they, they would do little updates here and there for some of their release titles like Fallout 4. Uh, they they definitely uh, updated some things for Fallout 76, um, despite that game, you know, traction. Um, but now they have a, a whole dedicated team to pushing the creation engine um, yeah. And it's it's already looking great. Like I, I've watched rewatched the Starfield trailer several times. It's like looking at some of the improvements they've been making from previous Elder Scrolls um, releases, and wow, <laughs> you know it's it's definitely a step up. And I'm I'm looking forward to um, how uh, even how whatever Starfield comes out to be, how that's going to push for other future games because uh, it's always cool how how tech evolves over time. Um, even with like a game like Forza, like that game looks absolutely incredible. Um, so it's it's going to be um, amazing to see how Starfield comes out, which I'm really excited for. How that will eventually push uh, Elder Scrolls. So um, God Howard, he knows all. He 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 got this. He does. Listen, I'm sorry I was laughing in the background. I just saw something that 
please, for the love of Joe, go to Twitter. I just favorited it, and I even quoted it. Uh, the fine folks at A Plague's Tale made a new meme, and it is probably as funny, potentially even more funny than this is how you share games. Because it starts out with, I will hunt down your family. And then they, they show the main character, the female, say, run, you go. But, uh, but Vin Diesel is there. And he says, oh, hell no. And then they show him with a shotgun shooting the guy that said, I'll hunt down your family. And then there's another meme of, uh, of, of Vin Diesel saying, you don't do that to family. <laughs> I mean... My God, what is going on at the socials when it comes to Xbox? It is just, it's, I don't know what to say. It's just, man, good time to be an Xbox fan. Uh, if you have not seen the R&B video, uh, you know, celebrating the, the Xbox, go to Twitter and check that out. But folks, I want to move on to topic. And obviously the main topic of, of conversation for today. And we're going to be talking about uh, what is coming up with the coalition folks. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about this specifically because we have word and confirmation from the coalition themselves that they are going to showcase the Unreal Engine 5 running on the Xbox Series X via a tech demo that they built from the ground up at GDC 2021. And considering that they are the masters of the Unreal Engine, I'm very excited to see what they will bring to the big show. Now, we already know that Gears of War developer, the Coalition, was the first AAA studio to switch to Epic's brand new Unreal Engine 5 uh, and keeping with the franchise tradition like they've done years before. However, technical art director Colin Penty has now revealed that the studio is preparing to showcase an Unreal Engine tech demo that was built specifically to run on the Xbox Series X hardware at the upcoming Game Developers Conference, short for GDC, this year. Now, here is what the Coalition Technical Art Director had to say on Twitter. We are super excited to be presenting uh, for uh, co at Coalition Gears at GDC for the Unreal Engine technical uh, demo Alpha Point, presented by Unreal Engine running on the Xbox Series X with Kate J. Rayner. Uh, now, in the story pulled directly from, of course, WCCF Tech, one of my favorite places to pull stories from, they state that the Coalition will, de will debut a new, brand new Alpha Point U Unreal Engine 5 technical demo running on the Xbox Series 8, created um, to internally evaluate what the Unreal Engine 5 can do. Now, the talk will cover the learnings the team has, ha has had while creating nanite resolution assets and incorporating them into fully real-time lighting scenarios using uh, via lumen and virtual shadow mapping. Uh, performance and memory observations will also be covered in the conversation for the Xbox Series X and S as well as VFX, blueprint material setup, temporal super resolution, and virtual texture finding. Now, the co according to the article, the coalition will also cover some preliminary uh, findings on next-gen character creations of metahumans and, and its integration, demoing a next-gen character test running on the hardware known as the Xbox Series X. I have to go first to someone that understands everything that I just said, that, of course, I'm just reading from the page. 3-Bit, 
Uh, this is exciting for a lot of reasons. Uh, if there is one studio within gaming that understands the Unreal Engine 5 that w- I would dare say rivals any team out there, it's the Coalition. What are you expecting them to bring to the table? Could we potentially see a next-gen uh, you know, Gears character using the new meta-human technology? So I'm, I'm going to get into some nerd rants here. Yeah, so please. By all I means, apologize. this is why we have you a part of this program, brother. So go crazy. <laughs> Professor 3-Bit so, is in the house. Yes. Expect slideshows. I am going to start go. taking notes. <laughs> yeah, so I apologize if I go into super nerd rants, but I'm going to try to break it down for the non-nerds out there. But uh, So I've had the pleasure of working on fewer, smaller projects on the Unreal Engine 5, and it is very impressive. Like, we have uh, DirectX 12 this time around, where you can allocate textures without committing memory to it, which is a, a feature called um, managing residency. So uh, essentially, just imagine these huge textures, and it's not uh, sending any data, uh, or um, it's not really affecting like performance. And um, th- this is what I, I kind of expect, right? So Unreal Engine 5 is... is incredible they have the lighting system called lumen for those people it is such a a leap from unreal engine 4's process for a number of reasons and then they also have what what boom was saying the nanite and this is a a game changer in what i expect because coalition um they're definitely going to take advantage of those two features with nanite you can lower the amount of vertices on a static mesh Right. And uh, which allows for dynamic levels of details for like millions and millions of polygons. So what that does is you lower these um, millions of vertices for these objects in, in video games. And then you allow it for movie ready assets to be in, a, in your video game. So you look at the Mandalorian, they are, they're using Unreal Engine. So just this picture that but for a video game. And it doesn't compromise the frame rate. So just think about an extremely detailed object. Uh, and, and what the developers usually have to do is create uh, these smaller LODs for an object. So that way, you know, when, when you're in a video game and objects get blurry <laughs> and it looks kind of like clay-ish and then you get even further away, it like disappears. They don't really have to do that anymore. Um, so... The only, I guess, caveat is, is that um, it can use all of these details for objects that aren't moving. And it's it's easiest to see the potential of Nanite with scanned objects like cliffs and rocks. It's, it's why they keep using deserts in Unreal Engine 5 demos, because you, you can really see the amount of detail um, that is in this stuff. So what I expect out of the coalition and it's, it's specific, but I, I think it, it'll approve a lot of people, um, so a lot of developers uh, wrong with certain things, is for them to create a baked system to be able to use Nanite for moving things. So Nanite right now, when they're zooming into the rocks, you could see all this different detail, but it doesn't work right now, at least unless they update it for people. Um, right. So... When when that's why when you looked at the girl in the Unreal Engine demo, everything around her looked very detailed, but she kind of could use a little bit more. Um, I think uh, because the coalition they literally customize every version of Unreal, um, 
and, and push it to do what they want it to do. And they have some of the best engineers out there. And, and with the Unreal Engine 5, they the, the potential of this, I try to like ingrain it into people, but I don't think they really understand. You can have millions of like AI enemies on the screen without compromise to frame rates or really without even having to go in and optimize it. So just picture like a... Uh, a game where uh, like Dynasty Warriors, where there's like lots of people on the screen. Um, just imagine that times 10. And wow. they're, they're like, the frame rate is just is I, I've tried to get my Unreal 5 to lag and it's it's really difficult. <laughs> so it, the, what they've done with Nana is, is actually incredible. So I can't even imagine what the coalition like they're solving these problems. Like I said, like the Nanite works really well for like rocks and cliffs, objects that don't move. Um, what they are probably uh, solving right now is how to get it to work for uh, like a, a person and, and making wow. all the super detailed uh, characters, which I'm, I'm they're already figuring out. I'm, I'm sure. So that's what I expect. Um, and that and that's the end of my nerd rant. <laughs> no, no, no. But, Listen, honestly, I mean, Joe, I say jokingly, dude, having you a part of the show is, is is a treat for me because I'm a technical boob. I'll be the first one to tell you. And being able to, uh, to have these uh, conversations broken down where I can understand them and I think everyone that's here can understand them is a treat. And I, and I do appreciate you uh, breaking it down and, and, and never feel... Uh, Embarrassed about doing a nerd rant. We love nerd rants on this show, so you're welcome anytime. Uh, Demi Games, let's get your opinion on this. You know, this is this is an opportunity, uh, that, and and it's not as if Microsoft doesn't need. I mean, uh, that, that is lacking of good press, but this is an opportunity to take what a lot of people oh, it's just a coalition and it's another gears game and big deal for them to really showcase what they know so far, and really let the fans know, hey, listen, the next Gears, yeah, it might be another Gears, but if you enjoyed what we did with our DLC, wait till you see what Gear 6 looks like. What, what are your thoughts on what, what could potentially be shown at GDC 2021? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first off, I mean, you know, having to follow 3-Bit on that, I mean, that's incredible, 3-Bit. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's, that's an awesome thing, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I don't understand about half of what you said. Um, <laughs> all I know is that Unreal makes things look prettier and It makes and games look good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all I need to know. Um, but, no, whenever, I, whenever I'm thinking about, you know, the, them, them showing off uh, a demo for Unreal uh, uh, Engine 5, um, what, what I'm thinking about is the ultimate promise that, that, that I'm going to get games that look like this or very close to this in you know the future whether it's two years three years whatever right you know which is a big reason why i bought my series x right um because i want my games to look better to play better to to have experiences that i was never able to have before and so that's really ultimately what i want to see out of this demo right i i want to see you know, examples of what we can get in the future, right? You know, whether whether they show like, a, you know, a, a little bit of maybe, you know, potential of what could happen in, in, gear, in, you know, in a new Gears of War, you know, I think that that'd be fantastic. But ultimately, the biggest takeaway that I want to have is, you know, seeing, you know, you know, actual examples of 
how this is going to improve my gaming experience, my level of immersion whenever I go into uh, the next RPG, for instance, that decides to use Unreal, right? That's that's ultimately what I'm looking uh, to see um, from from this demo, from this you know tech demo, whatever we want to call it. Um, you know, as far as you know, what specifically they will show, I I couldn't tell you, but I'm excited nonetheless to you know to to see it, you know, to read about it, to hear, to to maybe even try to learn some more about uh, about how Unreal works and how you know, nanites and polygons. And I think he said something stasis. I have no idea what, you know, what all of that is, but then also, you know, really learning how, how that's going to improve my gaming uh, going further. So that's really what I'm just ultimately excited about is, is, is the promise for the future, right? You know, we, yeah. we've yeah. seen a little bit of Unreal 5. I think we can see a lot more. Um, and, you know, we all bought these consoles for, for, you know, different reasons, but I, I would imagine many of us bought them to, uh, improve our gaming and and to get experiences that we've only dreamed about you know many years ago whenever we were playing on 360 or PlayStation 2 or whatever you know we all had these you know ideas of oh my god it would be so cool if we could have a million soldiers you know fighting on a field right you know imagine Assassin's Creed Odyssey you know how what you know 3bit was mentioning earlier about having more soldiers on on the ground uh, or NPCs on the ground without compromising frame rate. Imagine how that could have looked in, you know, Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey, right? Like, I think that that would be incredible. And that's something that I would have, you know, been dreaming about or similar things that I dreamed about whenever I was a young kid playing games. Uh, to see that potentially possibly becoming the reality today is is exciting. And that's the type of stuff that I want to see, right? I, I want to see pretty graphics, but I also want to see, you know, uh, advanced, you know, uh, gameplay and and how games are built, you know, can can now they can use different techniques to improve, you know, the overall experience to to have, you know, different gameplay options and 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 uh, you know how you know um, what he was talking about with um, you know looking into the distance and seeing you know blurry environments and then once you get further away, like you know it pops out and you don't see anything. Just seeing how this engine is going to correct those uh, those things that us gamers have kind of put up with for the longest time because it was just what was. Um, that's what I'm excited for seeing this uh, this next conference. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it's 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 good to get a chance to peek into the future. Uh, if if there's any one team you want doing it, it's certainly the coalition. Pong, so let's get your opinion on this confirmation that we're going to get a, a peek behind the curtain uh, early in the Unreal Engine 5's uh, life from the masters themselves is ultra exciting. I don't know what they, I mean. This 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 tech demo is going to be built from scratch. Uh, do I think that it might uh, incorporate something from Gears? It's possible. May not be, uh, you know, Gear Six that we're seeing, but it could certainly give us something Gears related. I think that if they, if they want to, you know, stoke the fires with the fans and get us excited for the next Gears, which I'm excited for already because I loved Gears Five. Uh, what do you expect for them to show? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're going to come out and press. Uh, I think they're definitely going to show the potential. I mean, Zemi stole all my show notes. Uh, so the promise of the uh, future is exactly uh, how you put this, right? This is something that uh, I think 
even if you're not a tech savvy person like myself, um, you know, you're not a three bit, uh, you could still watch something like this and get your own personal impressions about what yeah. you're going to look forward to uh, and, and that 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 promise of what's coming down the road. And it's not that far off. Obviously, we know that there's teams already working with Unreal Engine 5. 3-Bit has already got to the pleasure of working on Unreal Engine 5. Um, but I think it's, it's always awesome to see masters uh, of their profession like the Coalition are. They are masters of that Unreal Engine. Um, see what they can do with it because they're going to have their own little spin on it. That's the cool part about these engines as well is the customization that these development teams do uh, for whatever they're working on. And that's when the, the creativity comes into play. And that's when, you know, their expertise uh, gives them a huge advantage uh, when they are working with something like Unreal Engine 5. So not only does Unreal Engine 5 um, give opportunities for smaller dev teams to just go in, work with the core engine itself, um, you know, and, and produce incredible looking uh, games uh, and content, and and that's that's another part that I'm looking forward to is as as these engines develop, like Unreal Engine Five. I've you know I've talked to Three Bit uh, behind the scenes too, and he's talking about how much easier it is to work with. Well, that accessibility is going to lead to bigger and better indies. Uh, indie games coming out that that we might not know the difference between an indie game and a triple a game right even though i don't like those labels you the quality difference it might the the diff, the difference in quality uh gap may close even more so because of the accessibility but you get a team like the coalition who works with this engine and knows its insides and out and as they get their hands on with the unreal engine 5 and they begin to create different customizations within that engine um that's when you see uh some very very special things come out of it so i'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do because i can guarantee you being that they are an expert xbox first party studio much like that original epic demo that we got where you know a lot of fanboys were claiming oh that can only be done on playstation 5 that can only be and we know that's not true but they were trying to claim it i can guarantee you the coalition is definitely going to show off what we series console uh you know the lucky ones that got a series console can look forward to and how it's going to push that hardware in very specific ways. And I think that's what we're going to see from the coalition. Uh, the other thing that's kind of cool is if we're going to see those new characters, uh, new character models uh, and the improvements that we're going to see there, that's the next evolution for me. One of them that I'm most excited about is all your NPCs and your characters within a game looking closer and feeling closer and acting closer to real human beings that is going to bring that immersion level to the next uh, phase and that yeah. that's what i want to see because again when i look at a character model now there's some games that do it extremely well but there's still something about them that that just doesn't always connect and and a lot of times for me it's the eyes right but this yeah. unreal Life engine five from some yeah, from, from this Unreal Engine 5, from what I've seen, from what Epic showed off with some of their character modeling, they're getting closer to that Uncanny Valley, right? They're getting closer to the point where I look at a character in there and I go, that looks like there's some intelligence behind those eyes, right? And that, that that's those are the little details that I love to see. So looking forward to this. Can't wait to see what the Coalition can do. Um, again, masters of their craft, you always 
always get hyped to see what masters can do just because you know it's going to be special even if it's only a snippet even if it's only a small little just first tickle of what was going to come that is exciting to me so i can't wait for this yeah, absolutely. Mav, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Thanks so much for joining us again. Obviously, you know, folks, this is just a silly podcast. He had to step away for real work problems, and uh, he <laughs> thankfully is back. Listen, let's get your opinion on what you personally expect um, from uh, uh, the coalition during GDC 2021. Um, you know, being that this is an originally created uh, project specifically to show off what they can do do you think that we might get some gear six stuff? I think if it's not gears, it'll probably be somewhat gearsy. Okay. All right. That's good <laughs> you know what that. I mean? Uh, or like, I don't know, but it could be something completely different. I, I don't know what to expect from this. I know one thing. It's probably going to blow our minds. Yeah, I agree. And from what three bed has told me in, in, in the past, and what we've seen from Epic's Unreal demo, um, putting the coalition behind just something to showcase. Like, I, I love these things. You know, these don't ever usually translate to actual games, right? But it is something that gives you, like, the promise of, like, where tech is headed and gives people the excitement to see, like, hey, these things are possible now. You know what I mean? And where people were saying, like Pong said, oh, yeah, Unreal Engine 5 is only possible on the that super SSD on the PS. That's, that's just like, it's nonsense. And we know that uh, the coalition, they said themselves, has multiple projects in yeah. the coming years. Yeah. Right? multiple new projects in the coming years they actually use that they're very careful in the wording that they choose when they make these statements and they, they said this self uh back in may that we're excited to continue the tradition by developing an unreal engine 5 for multiple new projects in the coming years right so that just makes me think of the possibilities and i think whatever we see at this is going to give us a glimpse onto what they have envisioned for the possible future of game dev at their studio not necessarily specifically exactly that but what their what their mindset is where, where they want to go with like art arts artistic style where they want to go with these new tools that they have because um the stuff that three bit has told me and like i'm sure he was telling you guys when i was on the phone things are different now yes with game with game dev right like um stuff that we thought was never going to be possible you know what i mean like it, this this stuff has arrived you know um so let, let's see it let, let, let's see something that blows our minds and I'm, I'm excited to see i'm excited to know that what we see there is uh done by a xbox studio yes so that that's that's another thing um yeah, by the by the way, talk about engines, right? You got Coalition working on um, Unreal Engine Five, which is an Xbox engine. But then you got Forza Forza Tech, which I saw a lot of people talking about in the chat. Yeah. Then, then you got ID Tech. Um, I mean, like what 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 else is there? I mean, you got you got uh, 
freaking I mean, uh, the, 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 the new Halo engine. What's like a slip, slip space engine? Slip space. You got yeah. Creation yeah. Engine Two. Uh, creation yeah. Creation Engine Two. Yep. I mean, with it, <laughs> I'm just gonna take a a guess and say that one of these new acquisitions that is going to come on board will also probably come along with an engine. Yeah. Um, and the, the, just to think that, okay, there's this stable of tech that can be shared between all these devs now. Like, they're owned by the same parent company. They have no reason not to share tech with each other. Right? Of course. Yeah. So now you think about all this stuff that they keep secret, like right? that, that people try and steal by, by hacking and then release it to the public and stuff. Like, this is protected tech that these companies have had for years and years to develop their games on can be shared as a resource between these studios. Um, the future is bright for for Xbox. And um, besides all those, though, you still got the best in the business with Unreal as well, which may be the best game engine potentially that we've seen yet. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it looks pretty promising right now. It, yeah, put it to this way. As an Xbox fan that had been waiting for you know them to arrive, I, I think it's safe to say that all of the uh, ducks are in order, uh, and I think it's going to be a very exciting time. Folks, listen, that's, that's your show as we close in on the two-hour mark. For, uh, this has been a great show. We got a chance to get, you know, you know we opened up with some, you know, potential, uh, you know, Sony hurting themselves or basically shooting themselves in the foot, and we close out with some tech talk, and that, obviously that comes thanks to us from uh, 3Bit, who is uh, actually a developer and really broke it down in a way that made it understandable. Uh, I want to thank all the incredible Super Chats that came in. Once again, The uh, it's beyond words, the generosity that continues to be shown to myself and Mrs. Boom through our channel here at Double Barrel Gaming. Of course, I want to thank the panel for hanging out for uh, you know this afternoon talking about Xbox. Uh, this was a, a, a great way to... Uh, end or start your Tuesday, depending on where you are in the time zone. Let's get to the outros, and we'll start first with the cog that keeps this show running each and every week, and will be making his return appearance to Breakfast with Boom this Friday morning. Uh, Zemi Games, thanks for being here, brother. Tell everyone about what you got going on, where they can reach out to you on social media, and more importantly, about the website that continues to bring in some big numbers. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and hey, I'm super excited about being on the, you know, this Friday's Breakfast with Boom. I, I, I go back to where it all started, uh, you know, with you on this yep. channel. And yes. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really pumped to, to jump back on to uh, Breakfast with Boom this Friday for, for you know, at least another episode. Right. Um, but yeah, you guys can uh, check out my YouTube channel. It's called Constant Gamer. Uh, I do a ton of uh, gaming content, uh, gaming news reviews. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know start doing a little bit more let's play videos if that's your thing. Uh, but yeah, just definitely you know throw uh, go over to the Constant Gamer YouTube channel, check out some content if you like it. Uh, you know, please subscribe and watch some more. Uh, and then you guys can also follow me on Twitter at Zimmy Games. Um, I post you know gaming news. I respond to tweets, all the typical stuff that you know you would Im imagine somebody would do on Twitter. I I do, and I would appreciate if you'd go over there and give me a follow if you can uh, once again that's at zimmy games uh and boom fantastic show as always can't wait to uh to you know meet you uh next friday for another show or yeah, well, it's, friday. yeah. 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 it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna be talking about uh some topics i'm working on right now and more specifically we'll probably be going into more detail on what 
transpired at the Sony show uh, Thursday afternoon. Again, folks, uh, we will be covering that, not live. Uh, we, uh, not, we know we, we, I won't be doing a live stream and watching it with you. I'm going to actually watch it by myself, take some notes, and we're going to be doing uh, 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 a show afterwards to break down everything that Sony showed. Uh, that is uh, scheduled for 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, though I'm just conferring with the rest of the panel. It might be 8 but I'm looking to try and push the envelope and go for seven and do about a 60 minute, uh, maybe a 90 minute stream talking about everything that was shown or wasn't shown by Sony at this event. We will obviously only time is going to tell. And as we get closer, the rumors will break down what we're expecting to see. Uh, Pong Soul, thanks so much for not only joining me here on today's Xbox Factor. Thanks for join jumping in for 40 minutes to talk about what happened today with Nintendo and how at first I was excited and then on the back end, not so much because <laughs> all it is is an OLED screen and not the HD model we all thought and hoped for. Tell everyone where they can check you out, not only on my programs, but what you got going on on Friday evenings on Maz Channel, but also what you got going on with your very good friend and brother on Saturday mornings that I tune into every Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Boom, man. It was amazing. You know, anytime I can jump in with you, I'm going to jump in with you. So, hey, don't forget, though, the new Nintendo Switch does have a LAN port now. So that's huge. That, that's I big mean, news. Big news. That, that's yeah. like, that's big like news. ooh, that's future tech. When you're talking about <laughs> yeah. the promise of the future. That's it right there. So, uh, no, uh, no, this is just absolutely amazing. Awesome to be here with yourself. Of course, Sammy and, you know, 3-Bit is now a regular. And my brother from another Mav being on here just makes it extra special every time I Get to do this with you guys like i said it was a long uh long holiday weekend and always good to get back to talking gaming i was kind of off the grid a little bit so this was just a fantastic tuesday chat you guys were absolutely stellar as always phenomenal turnout uh great to have you and see you all here not only for this show but for the uh little uh nintendo show this morning too as well so thank you all love and respect all of you thank you thank you thank you uh friday night uh you can see me on xbox ultimate with fun speculation aka mav uh, his amazing wife caitlin three bit and the rest of the magnificent seven 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time saturday mornings you can find me on the living split screen that's right living split screen split screen all one word with my brother from another steel rain uh again we just wrapped up episode 15 this last weekend just uh, continued support has been crazy there as well come check us out if you already do share us out subscribe it's all important to us as booms talked about you know youtube's got its it's weird little hiccups and stuff, so we could definitely use all the help we can get. But living split screen, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. UK Time. Saturday nights, the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, Centurion, Fuzzy Belvedere, and Staggerilla. Fuzzy was in the chat. Good to see you, brother. Um, you can come check us out there, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Great little show. Uh, but otherwise, you never know where else you're going to see me. Uh, tonight, I am on Noobs and Pros, uh, and that starts at 8 o'clock o'clock central 9 p.m eastern noobs and pros is a great show come check it out uh it is the uh forget guys help me out it's the masters of everything no wait players, players of, of everything masters, yes, masters of, none. of none thank you players of everything <laughs> masters of none is their official show name but come check it out great guys over there uh so please come check me out there tonight but otherwise you never know where you're gonna find me follow me everywhere pong soul xbox twitter Love you all, and we will talk to you guys all real soon. So real quick, uh, Pong Soul and 
Steel Rain will be making their debut on Primetime Gaming on the 19th of July. Not next Monday, the following Monday. They're going to be coming, and uh, it's going to be a, a crossover kind of a podcast. Looking forward to getting Steel Rain on the show awesome. for the first time. And Pong, obviously, you've made your appearance on there before. But to have you guys on there as a tandem is super, uh, super cool, and I cannot wait for that and mav talk about what you got going on in your incredible channel you've seen some insignificant growth and that's because of the hard work you do you do a lot of streaming you got your podcast on friday nights talk about where they can check that out and more importantly where can people reach out to you on social media uh fun times boom uh thank you for having me again uh social media twitter fun speculation where you can catch all the updates for the channel um the channel is called uh fun speculation on youtube that's where we have the xbox ultimate podcast friday nights at 9 p.m eastern with the magnificent seven which includes uh pong soul and three bit here as well um and also we have fun pop which is on uh, wednesday nights at 10 p.m eastern so it's a late show but we have a lot of fun we talk about marvel dc tv movies uh just whatever uh, keep it loose and fun on that show. So check that out, guys. Um, also, um, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff and more. So uh, appreciate it. If anybody checks it out, if you like what you see, leave a like, share it out, subscribe, and we appreciate everybody. This chat has been absolutely amazing today. It was just on fire with lots of awesome, familiar faces. Uh, so uh, hi, everybody in the chat. It was a great show. Well, yeah, thank you so much for being here, brother. And last and no way least, the, the technical wizard, uh, Professor 3-Bit. Thanks so much for being here, brother. Uh, tell everyone where they can check you out and what else you got going on, dude. Yeah, um, everyone can check me out. My Twitter is the VGHD. My YouTube channel is the Video Games HD. I have a uh, Unreal Engine 5 video I'm dropping either tomorrow nice. or the day after tomorrow. I was recording some of it uh, yesterday, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but besides that, I'm on several podcasts. I might be on with Pong tonight. Depends on where I am in the world. I am traveling a lot today. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm also on this show. You guys can catch me here. I'm now a, a member. And then Xbox Ultimate. Um, so Xbox Ultimate every Friday with the Magnificent Seven. Love them over there. And then um, basically where you can find Mav is is where i'm at <laughs> yes, well it's uh, you're doing some great work dude and i'm obviously looking forward to uh checking out that unreal engine video uh, especially if it's coming from you because we know that you understand the technology and i will help promote that get more eyes to your channel which i think you definitely need for sure but listen folks uh, thanks again for being here. We had almost 400 people here today. That's a big deal for this small show. Again, if you're not getting notifications, go to at Mr. Boomstick XL on Twitter. Uh, find the tweet where I am actually asking for help. I'm not, I'm not you know, going out of my way to be a D-bag uh, and yelling at YouTube because you don't want to do that. I'm being politically correct, asking for help. I don't know if it's going to help. It's probably not, but that's the best place to help me uh get the situation fixed and uh that it's it, I, it happened last year i went publicly with it and they did respond in a way where it seemed to co course correct i don't know if it had to do with the people of the community getting involved or what have you but if you want to help me out if you want to get the notifications that you should get as a subscriber to the channel definitely uh go to twitter at Mr. Boomstick XL and uh, re, uh, uh, you know, retweet that and favorite that, and maybe someone at uh, at YouTube Gaming or YouTube themselves will actually take 
pity on a small channel and do the right thing and get people the proper notifications. But listen, folks, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you on Thursday's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.